Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, July 30th, 2021. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Go check out Spotify Green Room. Download it on the iOS app store. Uh, Green Room, changing the way that we talk sports. It is a very sad day, Scotty Bentley. Again, we, we keep having this roller coaster of emotions. Evgeny Sveshnikov leaves the Red Wings. Then Pew Suter joins the Red Wings, and then Darren Helm leaves the Red Wings, and Luke Glendenning leaves the Red Wings. The Darren Helm news coming across the wire today, uh, that being Thursday, a one-year, $1 million contract with the Colorado Avalanche. Carter Missouri has to be sick to his stomach. Uh, shout out Darren Helm. Uh, a great, <laughs> well, yeah, a great Red Wings career. Uh, and you know what? He had he had the guts to pull the move that Gabe Landeskog never did. So wow. whatever. God wow. bless you, Darren Helm. Stupid wow. avalanche scum. We don't like you anymore. <laughs> Shout out Darren Helm. Darren Helm, man. Yeah, sad day whenever uh whenever one of the boys joins the dark side over there. But uh but yeah, Darren you know, like yeah. <laughs> well what a roller coaster of a career he had in Detroit, eh? Uh yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's it, it's going to be weird like him and Glenn Denning. I didn't think both of them would go. I, I assumed Helm was gone, but I, I honestly wasn't sure about Glenn Denning. And, and now they're both gone and like they both headed out west. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to look weird in those uniforms. So uh, just just uh, a, a sad day in the Red Wings community. Uh, but we do have uh, lots of things to get to today. We got a packed show. We got a how do you feel about it Friday? We're doing Red Wings. We're doing NHL and we're doing Anything that comes to mind to close out the show in segment three. Uh, but first, we got to get to some quick notes off the top because there was some Red Wings, uh, additional Red Wings news, I should say. And we also have some show announcements as well. This is the last show of July, which means that starting next week, we are going down to three episodes a week. Uh, as of right now, the plan actually, I think the plan will be to go Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, because nobody likes getting together on a Sunday in the, in the summertime. Uh, we're just going to try and enjoy that time off. So um, that's going to be the schedule for the summers, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, I like doing, doing shows sometimes. So who knows, maybe we'll end up throwing an extra one in there every once in a while, but uh, until September 20th, three episodes a week, we do have an exciting, exciting special this weekend, Sunday, live at 1 p.m. Uh, on Restream, which we're actually going to post. I'm not exactly 100% sure how it works, but I think we're going to post like the live stream uh, and it gets it gets sent out through Periscope and Twitch and all that other stuff. So Sunday, 1 o'clock, uh, we'll go to our Twitter page at LO underscore Red Wings. Hopefully we'll have it all figured out by then, but uh, go to our Twitter page then. And you'll be able to, to find out where we are doing our live special. It is called Pancakes and Prospects. 
Uh, we're getting together with Will Scouch, Tony Ferrari, Mikhail Holm, Sam McGilligan, a murderer's row of uh, the public scouts out there. We're getting together. We're all going to order some pancakes. We're all going to sit there, talk about prospects for as long as we damn well choose. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a fantastic time. And the pancakes. And the pancakes. I love me some pancakes. I love me some pancakes. What's your favorite kind of pancake? You like uh, you like toppings on it? Uh, I'm I'm a, I mean, like, I'm a, I'm a big syrup, like just like mm. for what to put on top, but, uh, yeah, like chocolate chips. Good. I'm a big blueberry, blueberry pancakes, big fan. Uh, those are really the only two, I guess those two would be like the two that I usually choose from. Well, there we go. Uh, let's get into some Red Wings news. Luke Witkowski returned to Detroit on a two-year deal today. I made a joke on Twitter earlier that it was homecoming and graduation of the Detroit Red Wings organization all in the same week. Uh, Luke Witkowski. Good old, good old fisticuffs, man. Uh, I, presumably he will kind of take on a role down there at Grand Rapids. Um, so he's back. Uh, Brandon Saad today signed with the Blues for five years, 22.5 million. Figured we should touch on that since uh, he was somebody that I kind of was curious about and see if, you know, anybody would, would kick the tires on him, specifically the Red Wings after day one of free agency. And then the last thing, I'm not sure how, but we completely forgot to mention this yesterday. I apologize. It's been a long week, but the Red Wings on Wednesday signed Jordan Osterley, defenseman, 29 years old, left-hand shot. Uh, not sure how that slipped through the cracks, but he comes here from Arizona, two years, 27 million Iserman said that he likes the versatility that he brings to the bottom of the defense core should just be like a seventh, eighth defenseman, nothing too sexy about it. Um, I would assume that like, if you're looking for a comparable as, as far as his lineup role goes, uh, probably Alex Biega, like, Oh no, Alex this guy's got to play tonight. What happened? You know, Alex Biega. So uh, those are all the notes we have. Let's get into how do you feel about it Friday? Do you want to lead us off? uh with your first question i can sure um how do you feel i'm nolan bianchi that's scotty belly by the way oh yeah what's up everyone how's it going uh happy friday happy friday man uh how do you feel about another season with a top five draft pick next year what is your reaction um well did they get there with the lottery or did they get there because they're bad they got there because they were bad. Um, if who, yeah, if who's the lottery, probably probably awesome, disappointed. Like, you know, like that that sure. sucks. Like I and I think that like it was kind of clear at the end of last season that people are over that. Um, like you wanted to see them be. It, it depends what kind of games they're losing to. Like the the thing that really made last season kind of strenuous at times and you know feeling kind of not counterproductive, but like the record wasn't awful. Like they, you know, for all intents and purposes, the team, they were the record they, the, that they had last season, it wasn't awful, but their losses were awful. It, the, the seven, one loss to the predators, multiple, Brutal, multiple man. seven goal losses to the predators. And now that those are the types of losses that um, make you just throw up your hands because you, you know, you see them win a two to one game against the stars the night before. And you're like, okay, like that. I really liked what I saw out of this team tonight. And then they completely just flipped that on its head. So <laughs> it depends. Like if it's like a Pistons type bad season where they are in every game and then right. they, they, just, they just can't, yeah. And they, they just can't hang in the end. A lot of times they don't know how to finish games. That's cool with me. But if it's, if, if there's multiple three, four goal losses sprinkled in, it's going to be a long season, I think. 
Yeah, no, um, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I don't expect us to like be a playoff team or anything, but I, I think that if we have another top five pick because we earned another top five pick that uh, some people might start getting a little impatient. I, uh, yeah, not, Eiserman was actually asked about that today. I just, I don't know. Like I, I tend to believe, I'm obviously we'll wait and see, but I tend to believe that they're kind of done uh, getting that, that or lottery position anyways. Um, For sure. My first one, an article came out yesterday uh, from Sweden. So I couldn't actually read it, but ice hockey G at ice hockey G. If you're not following them, go follow them. It's like the, go-to place for Red Wings prospect videos machine over there. Shout out Isaki G. Uh, he says, or he trans transcribed it, passed along some notes, no lingering effects from the elbow surgery he says, quote, I feel comfortable. Don't feel it at all. He also said that he aims to take over an NHL roster spot saying, quote, I wouldn't otherwise I wouldn't go over there. I believe Lucas Raymond, when he says he's going to make this team and I'm throwing it down right now to you, Scotty Bentley, that Lucas Raymond will make this hockey team when the time comes and because like out of camp out like of opening camp. opening night he's opening a red night red that's a state and it's a bold prediction that's and a hell I, of a prediction and i just i'm going based off of everything that i have heard about lucas raymond's compete level his emotional maturity his games maturity and the two-way game that he plays I think all of those are a recipe for success in terms of making this team out of camp. And I know it sounds crazy to say that for some reason, but like, are we all forgetting that Dylan Larkin made the Red Wings as a 19 year old when Datsuk and Zetterberg were, you know, still like that, that was a, a team that was not a playoff team. They were vying for it at, at a certain point. I don't think they really knew that they were going to be so bad heading into that year or actually, no, they made the playoffs this first season. Right. Yeah. So there you go. I think I think that might have a little more to do with like, oh, we're trying everything we can to keep the streak alive. Let's throw the kid in there kind of like I don't think there's any pressure to rush Raymond into this into this team this year, whereas like Larkin did have a little bit. That would be my count. My devil's advocate. Yeah. And also, I mean, taking into consideration that two different general managers as well. Um, oh, yeah. Ken Holland, Steve, very different than Steve Eisenman. Possibly yes. a little bit stoic. Uh, what do you got for me next on, on the Red Wings front? Uh, the comments made today about Mo Sider from Stevie Y. <laughs> how, uh, how do you feel about those? I think he's just blowing smoke. I think he knows think? that Mo Sider is going to be on this team opening night, but he can't just come out and say that because right. he'll go against everything he stands for. They were awesome comments, though. So he was like, he, not love he it. was, yeah. So he was like, I don't even think he was asked about Sider directly. Like he was asked about the prospects in general and making the team. He's like, look, if Sider's not going to be in this top six, I don't want to watch games from the press box, you know? And like, you That's know, awesome. <laughs> just so funny that we, he wouldn't even like come out and say it, but. You know, just I don't know. I, I I see no real scenario where that actually happens. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, I'm gonna stick with prospects here. Eiserman was asked today about whether the Red Wings could make it to the top without a number one or number two pick, to which he noted that uh plenty of the prospects in the Red Wings organization had the chance to become stars. He cited David Posternak as somebody who could be an example of somebody drafted later and could pop off Nikita Kucherov. But if I were to ask you. Which one of the Red Wings prospects you thought 
is most likely to become a bona fide star. How would you feel about it? And what would your answer be? My answer would be Lucas Raymond. Yeah. It would. Yeah. yeah I, I think, I, I think, uh, I think and, and that's not a, a slight against Mo by any means, but I just think when you're talking about a team that needs like top end, I, I mean, I guess we really need everything, but that needs like that top end, like, uh, playmaking slash goal scoring like forward as as desperately as like we kind of need that going forward. Um, I, I just think that if he reaches the ceiling that he's going to reach, he's going to be a, a god here. And I, I think that he has the ceiling to do so too. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing with Cider is it's like, will he be recognized on a national level? Right. Like, Because I think that as like star, if you talk about star power, it's like that, that plays into it. But at the same sure. time, I don't know if anybody has a better defensive highlight reel than Mo Sider. So I think it's entirely possible it's that fair. because of the, the violent way that he plays and things like that, you might, you might end up being a star as well. So uh, let's move it into the hockey portion. We don't have any live reads, so we'll just see on the other side of these messages. Down at center. Filippo is back in for Datsu. We're back segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. It's a how do you feel about it Friday? Noel Bianchi, Scotty Bentley. We are proud members of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day, except for August and the first 20 days of September. It's going to be your team three times a week. Uh, How do you feel about it Friday? NHL portion. I will lead us off. We talked about Alex Ovechkin signing that five-year deal uh, yesterday. I just got a score notification on my phone. It says the reason he signed that, something that played into it, was him wanting to chase Gretzky's record before he retired. But when I read that, I just got real sad and felt really old because Ovi and Sidney Crosby were the first two stars that I watched their entire careers. I can remember their rookie season like vividly and like being huge fans of them sitting on the computer, watching their YouTube highlight reels. And it makes me sad that their careers could be coming to an end. How do you feel about that generation of stars and kind of the fact that they're starting to fade? For sure. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's the, this, I was actually, that's, that's funny. You, you say that. Cause I was thinking that while we recorded our, our crossover with, with Jack Bushman last night, and I was thinking about that while uh, literally thinking about this while we were talking about um, uh, Kane and Taze, right? And, and kind of the, the, that generation starting to get older. And uh, it's definitely weird, man. It's, it's really weird because, um, I mean, same thing. Like this is the – these are the stars that – like when I fell in love with hockey, these were the stars that were the, like the, and they still are, but like, mm-hmm. these were the, the young stars, yep. right? These were so the kid, maybe, right. These were the, these were the young star and my hatred in middle school and elementary school for Sidney Crosby was so huge. Oh my gosh. I, he might, he might've been young Scott Bentley's most hated athlete on the planet when I was, when I was like younger and he was first coming up and, and stuff, he, he might've been number one on that. 
so it's just it's just weird to to see those guys kind of kind of get old and and we're seeing that across you know i mean basketball is is lebron is just a freak of nature so like <laughs> you like we're still waiting kind of for that like big decline but you know all those guys from that era of uh of are starting to get older. Yeah. And it's definitely, it's definitely weird. And it's also weirder when you think that Ovi signed for as long as he did, that makes it even, <laughs> makes it even crazier to be honest. I know. Right. The, uh, so like, it's funny you say that because I obviously went through that too with Sidney Crosby after the Red Wings played. I feel like everyone times. did. And that was a Red Wings fan. It was right? a Red like Wings thing. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, but before that happened, Sidney Crosby was my favorite hockey player, like hands down. And sure. I think like, honestly, looking back through it all, I think I could make a case and say that he's definitely, he's probably definitely my favorite non-Red Wing as much as for, I hated him for a solid, solid, solid decade. Not a minute left, Scotty. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Hated his guts. Then at a certain point, the Red Wings got bad and I just lost a lot of hate for really any team to be quite honest with like for the Bruins. That's basically it. The Blackhawks, the Hawks still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in terms of that, I kind of came back around. I, if you actually, if you look right here, I actually have a photo of from like a rookie photo shoot of Ovechkin and Crosby. Crosby yeah, was the sick. first non Red Wings jersey I ever owned. I had I had his jersey so young that uh, I had it when he had the A on it. Wow! So like in that Respect. when he was like in the nineteen year old year, I had my, right, my yeah. grandpa's from Pittsburgh. I'm like Respect. for my birthday, please, 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 please. Came in the mail. I'll never forget that day. Unwrapped it. Didn't know it was in there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. What was that face? What baseball move just happened? <laughs> uh, the the return for Rizzo just came across the 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 my phone here. So I'm just that's gotcha. A, what what do we nice, got here? What do we nice got here? How do you feel about here? it? How do I? <laughs> uh, so they got uh, outfielder named Alcantara, who I actually like kind of a lot. He's a, he's a pretty good center field prospect for the Yanks. Uh, and Rizzo's contract literally ends in two months. So I, I think they got a pitcher as well, a pitching prospect as well. I think that's a, a really nice return for the Cubs for, uh, for half a year of Anthony Rizzo in a year that they're not going to make the playoffs anyway. Um, and now I'm just waiting for the Chris Bryant is also going to get traded here probably by the end of the night too. And I'm just waiting for that as well. But a really nice return for, uh, for the Cubbies. And, uh, and the Yankees are clearly just going all in now with Gallo and Rizzo and yeah, that's going to be a heck of a lineup. I really pray that they, they – I hope they lose in embarrassing fashion. I'm inclined to think like it – Still have no starting pitching. They can no, get all yeah, the bats they it, want. They exactly. still don't have starting pitching. Like so. the, the Yankees feel like they're in the Michigan football stage of like their franchise. <laughs> where they a good comparison. Where they that's like a good comparison. are constantly hyping, hyping up their guys more than they should. Like assume – like the way the Yankees fans – talk about their team and as much as yank like i would always assume that like the yankees are in first place that's not true they're in third place right now aren't they yes so uh yeah they might and, even be oh yeah they're in third they're like switching between third and fourth even yeah and i guarantee that there's plenty of meatheads out there saying that the yankees are now the favorites to win the yeah, World oh, Series. yeah. And 27 it's just, rings baby. Yep, yep, yeah new yep. york yeah <laughs> so, concrete jungle, where dreams are made of. 
Ridiculous. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, that was the line I meant to say. I said a stupid (laughs) one. Uh, (laughs) All right. Steve Eisenman said today about the crazy offseason, our friend Ted Coffin from the Detroit News asked him about it. Teddy. He said, did you like the the crazy offseason? And he's like, well, you know, it was entertaining, but uh, it was pretty stressful, you know. Um, And I was curious how you felt about this NHL offseason, Scott, because it has been crazier than ever before. But also there's a lot of things that have, on top of the crazy things that have happened, kind of mm, force that feeling to grow exponentially. The Logan Mayuk pick, the Tony D'Angelo signing. Those things took two already crazy things, draft night, uh the first day of free agency like and i'm not saying that those two in and of itself but those two things really ramped up just like the chatter and the environment and and just everything surrounding those two days and so it's not necessarily a a fun crazy like the nba typically has in their off season it's not really even comparable at all how do you feel about it uh so i love it i think that um, it's first off, it's good for the sport. I think that's a, a really important thing. The well, more... we, we disavowed the, the D'Angelo and Mayu. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, <laughs> that is not good for the sport. Not, not, that is, that is not good for the sport. Change hockey culture. But the, the amount when the big moves are all over ESPN and, and all over Twitter, just at the same disposal as like Woj and, and, and all them and Schefter and stuff. That's good. That's good for the sport. That's that's healthy. Um, the I I think it's fun because of the timing of it all. Like the last two weeks, we've had NBA draft, which is is like NBA draft season. We have a lot of NBA trades happening today for some reason. We have the MLB trade deadline that's happened all week, and a lot of big names as we just talked about getting moved there. Then we have the NHL draft, and now we have NHL start of free agency. I think, again, I, I think it's just really healthy for the sport when everybody's already so tuned in and waiting for the next big move to happen that hockey's right in the mix there and not just kind of like on its own island, like, oh, hockey happens at a different schedule than everything else. I think it's good for the sport that it's that it was kind of mixed in with the rest of it. So I thought it was, it was a blast. I thought it was super fun. Uh, I can definitely, though – because of how uh, louder it was than it usually is. I can totally understand how a person that works for a front office or runs a team would say, okay, like this is a little stressful. Well, especially because like, you know, there's, you just, there's like the fear of loss, right. When you're making a deal or when you're working on a deal and you're like, what else is out there? And like this year, who knows what was out there, you know, at any given time, right. somebody could be offering up Alex Nadelkovich for a third round pick, you know, like, and so I would imagine that just like knowing these things in the back of your mind and always just being on the lookout for those types of maneuvers, I would imagine uh, gets pretty tiring. And I would actually have to, um, Agree with you as well. Like it was, I'm just glad that none of those bad things happened to the, like none of those poor organizational decisions came from Detroit's front office. So uh, that's, that's really the only saving grace to those things, frankly. Sure. Yeah. Fair Uh, enough. uh, Let's get into segment three. We're going to open it up, talk about anything. I can assume we're probably going to have a little bit of Kate Cunningham talk. I know I got one question that's at fine. least <laughs> uh but first i gotta talk to the folks about builtbar.com did you know that bill or sorry built bar 
at built.com. Did you know that Built Bar has many delicious flavors? There's something for everybody. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. And if you don't know all the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate. You want to know what my favorite is right now, this week? It's a mint brownie. I like it, you know, a little bit Girl Scout action kind of makes me, uh, it's refreshing in the summertime. You, you could always use a good uh, mint to get you going. Uh, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are the Built Bars flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four, five grams of sugar, only four, five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to built.com and use a promo code locked 15 to get 15% off of your first order. This promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Zetterberg got it to Datsuk. Moving right in. Oh, my God. with five seconds left. Two to one. Woo-hoo. All right, segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, the final five-day week show of, yeah, the final yeah. five-day week show. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, uh, we're opening up to how do you feel about a Friday anything style. Now, if this is your first time, it's how we typically do. How do you feel about a Friday? And I would imagine that these are going to you know, keep coming back in the summertime now that we have not we won't have news to talk about uh, the last couple of weeks. We've kind of been previewing things and reacting to things. So these are kind of a summertime slash season in season staple. Uh, but the way they work is obviously you saw in the first two segments, uh, we each asked each other two questions, two about the Red Wings, two about the NHL. And now we're opening it up to anything. Sometimes we'll get a little bit of crazy with it, but there's relevant sports on tonight, Scott. So I will ask you this question. The Pistons are presumed to draft Cade Cunningham tonight. And one of the favorite debates in this city is which team will become a contender first. Now, I think all of the three teams outside of the Lions, which are something else in their own right, and you can say the Lions if you want, but I'm not going to include them in this. All three of these teams, I think, at one point or another in the last 12 months, have made some sort of emphatic statement that could lead you to believe that it might be them, whether it be with the front office, whether it be with their wins and losses, whether it be with the coaching staff. I think all three of those Detroit teams, the Tigers, Red Wings, and Pistons, have presented an argument in the last 12 months that they will be the next Detroit team to win a championship. How do you feel about that? Who do you think it is? Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a very fair argument. Um, that's, this is somewhat similar to, uh, to, to one of mine. Uh, I would say winning a championship is hard, and there's a certain level of unpredictability but I would say the next one of those three to make the postseason is make the, the final. Let's say make the final four. Uh, Conference final. Sure. That's fair. Series. That's fair. Um, I. Okay. So I think the next one to make a postseason is the Pistons. I think that could truly be as early. Like with the, the Pistons could make the play in tournament literally this upcoming season, I think. Um, the next one to make their conference championship. I am going to go with uh, – ooh, that's tough, man. I'm going to go with um, the Detroit Pistons. 
There we go. All right. I am. And you, I'm like, is and that a was, sport centric thing? Is that a GM thing? Is it just the fact that, is it like a roster? It's a like sport young thing. talent thing. I, it's a, it's a, I think, I think it is easier to take the step from playoff team to jumping forward in basketball than it is in any of those other two sports. And I think that especially when you're adding a Cade Cunningham, who is a one, one pick, who's going to be improving. And I mean, all of them, they're it's literally a team full of like rookies and, and sophomores. So um, I think that, you know, the, just the growth of them as players, along with the ability uh, to go out and give, get like another, big name player on top of that and, and just add that to a team that's already kind of young and blossoming and put them over the edge, I think is, um, is a lot more doable or a lot easier, I should say, than, uh, than it is in those other two sports. Do you see any logic or even a chance that it happens that they go out and like try and land like a truly big fish free agent? You're not going to want to give them a ton of, ton of term, but do they call it term in basketball? I feel like they don't. Ter- what do you term? Like length, contract length. Oh, I mean, like, sure. Yeah. I think they just call it contract length, but yeah, (laughs) term's fine. Sure. Uh, Well, do you think that, do you think that that has a possibility of happening? Like Dame Lillard's not a free agent, but like a a caliber of star, like Dame Lillard. I don't think this off season, but I do think, uh, I mean, once you get Plumlee and then like, I love Jeremy Grant to, to death, but uh, you know, his, he, we, we didn't sign him to a long-term deal by any stretch. So I think once him and, and Plumlee kind of get off the books there, and then you're just kind of left with a bunch of 20 year olds that aren't getting paid anything. I think that's probably your opportunity to do that. So I, it really wouldn't surprise me if uh, in the next, in either next off season or the year after they, they went out and got one of the bigger name free agents available. I would think though there's like an advantage in the NBA to like, cause, cause that's another thing with the NBA is guys can step in right away and be very, very good. You know, have an impact, sure. be a starter. Um, I would think that this is the time to do it, like to, to go out and if you can get a guy in a three, if he's willing to do three years, you know, like go out and get somebody who can kind of like the Red Wings get in while they have room and then get a pudge Rodriguez, get a pudge. What's the well? Jeremy Grant was that punch signing, and that and that meant everything to that. He team. could be. Yeah. Look at what that signing. Think about what the the conversation is around the Pistons if they don't get Jeremy Grant next year or last season off season. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's still optimistic, but it's vastly different. The the sure. that's like the bow on top when people talk about the Pistons situation, and they have a future core piece in Jeremy Grant. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? Big for time. So mine was uh, you, you tweeted out a couple of days ago. Now um, the status of Detroit sports in 2006, <laughs> right? Yeah. I want to know when the next time we have a Detroit sports citywide 2006 esque year and what year specifically you think it'll be. Okay. So let me, Go back and find that tweet because I had records in there. So 2006 in Detroit. You did. So that was Tigers World Series, Pistons Eastern Conference Finals, Red Wings Western Conference. But regular season is even more impressive. So regular season, the Red Wings, 58, 16, and 8, first in the NHL. The Pistons, 64 and 18, 
first in the NBA. The Tigers, 95-67, a World Series appearance. The Detroit Lions, 3-13, and 13, baby. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the year 2025. Like, I think that's 2025. like... Like, if if it makes the most sense, or, or like, I just think that, that that year has, like, the most the highest chance at these teams overlapping while in a hypothetical height of their powers or sure. close to it, you know? Um, so my, I would have said 2026. So we're not, okay. we're not well, too we far off there. We're not too far off. Well, and I just think that like, yeah. And it's like, it's tough. Cause you got to wait for all three to get there. So it's like, I don't know, 2025. Like I, cause I, I could see the Tigers making the playoffs next year. I could see the Pistons making the playoffs next year. I could see the Red Wings probably not making the playoffs, but make getting close. If they had Elias Patterson, their playoff team, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know. it's just one of those, like it's after the last five years that this city has been through sports wise. It would just be so nice if the twenties were just, it's unfathomable. Like when you really, truly, and it's like, I'm almost jaded. Like, and I don't even recognize how badly it has been, you know, there's like, there's just at a certain point, you just have the stigma of like, Oh, Detroit sports. And then you like stop actually considering the amount of time that has passed since a meaningful game has been played. Yeah, man. I I did a whole, uh, I did a whole thread at like two in the morning, like months ago now. (laughs) I did an entire, like, like 10 to 15 tweet long thread about the last meaningful game that Detroit Tigers played, which was the second to last game of the season in 2016 against the Atlanta Braves. Yep. Uh, And like, they got shut out completely. Yeah. We got dominated. Um, And the Braves were horrible. And we put Jordan Zimmerman was the starter and he was like the, we just signed him that past off season. He was the ACE. Yeah. And, and the Braves were one of the worst teams in baseball at that time. And we could not win a series. We, we ended the season on a three game series against one of the worst teams in baseball. And all we had to do was win two out of three and we got embarrassed. So let's think of the last meaningful Lions game that was played. A twenty-seven to six wild card loss in yep, twenty sixteen. Yeah, that's 2016 it. Twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. Twenty sixteen. It's embarrassing that I know that score off memory. Yeah. A series against the Tampa Bay Lightning that was the second straight year that the Red Wings had played Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay went to the or Stanley Cup final the year before after the Red Wings took them to seven games in the first round. They were barely hanging on with this yeah. playoff streak. They were trying to match the old with the new. Andreas Athanasiu scored yeah. the only goal that I can remember from that entire series in game three. And you're like, okay, two to one, needing our win, headed back to Tampa Bay. Yeah. And in game four, the Tampa Bay Lightning officially ended the Detroit Red Wings as we knew them. Yeah, man. Do you remember the... the- uh, I, don't, I don't 2015 or 16 the Bruins with Datsuk had the crazy goal in yep. game one yep. right that, yep. that was the same I remember way. sitting right here and freaking out going Datsuk's gonna save us the crazy goal at the end of the game and then we got just 
<laughs> just wreck the next three worked. games. Yeah, absolutely destroyed the next four games or whatever. Like yeah. gentlemen's uh, gentlemen sweep almost is putting it too nicely. Yeah, man. We they we were not even relatively close the next four games. So well, that was fun. Uh hopefully that changes soon. I, I yeah, honestly, what pistons, I feel, and, pistons. and the pit. That's been a decade. 2009. Yeah. That yeah. the Allen Iverson Which, first round exit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that uh, was that's sweep, literally the last it? one. Yes. Okay. So I don't even know if that counts because they've gotten swept twice since. And oh, I mean, because yeah, it, like like right. it was like an eight two and one. It was an it was an eight two and one that time, as well. And right. So I'm trying to. think. We got swept um, in. Uh, we got swept in eighteen nineteen. No, you know what that it was. was? The Bucks, you know and what then it we was? got swept in against the Cavs too. It was two thousand and seven, when they lost to LeBron. In game oh, seven, yeah. at home. Yeah, that's it. And that's he probably it, and yeah. he that was like the coming out. I'm King James. They went to the finals right. that year. And Damn. there was literally there was literally uh, Ben Wallace uh, was commercials. Gone. There was commercials of yeah, and he went to the Bulls and the Bulls. Cavs. Yeah, <laughs> the two like like my little. I know, least, like that. We don't talk about that. The enough. city's like that, that was kind of inexcusable. Teams. I know the two teams that Pistons fans hate the most. And he played for both of them before he came back. Um, he changed his number. Cause Rodney Stuckey had, it. Oh, that was just such a gross Oh, time. Do you remember Rodney? Like, come on. Oh, geez. And, and everybody was like, Oh, Rodney Stuckey's got next, maybe. Rodney has <laughs> got next. But then he couldn't shoot past 15 feet. And we were like, all right, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. Oh man. And, oh, and, there were some names back then, man. Dude, Austin it, Day. I was a massive Austin dude, Day. Dude, Contavious Caldwell Pope. KCP, um, baby. Uh, Chris Middleton before he got traded to the Bucks. Spencer uh, Dinwiddie before he was Spencer like a six Dinwiddie. man of the year candidate. Yep. Jonas Jarebko. Jonas Jarebko, the first Swede ever drafted in the NBA, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Josh um, Smith signing, baby. Yeah. Well, I was just we thinking ran out like, of lineup. It, it was just like this, this revolving <laughs> door of like guys – that like you hoped would be and it's so funny because in the nba you can hold out hope for that one guy like that yeah. that matters if it's even if it's just one guy that matters a whole hell of a lot and uh just pistons fans latching on to everybody greg monroe sold jerseys in Man, the city uh, i can't i have a greg that. monroe jersey I, in my I bedroom right that. now you're the absolutely I... surprising <laughs> thing ever <laughs> I, was a big, I was a big moose guy big moose guy we ran out a lineup in the 21st century that had Andre Drummond at the five, Greg Monroe at the four, Josh Smith at the three. Incredible. And thought, and thought you know what? I know that everyone's shooting threes these days. F that. This is our lineup. We're going to bang down low. And then Josh Smith would still shoot seven threes a game and shoot 29% from three or whatever horrible percentage he shot. Oh, my goodness. There – it's just so nice to have the Pistons back, man, after the last decade that we've been through. It's yep. so nice to just be – like, they, they could suck again next year. It wouldn't even matter. Like, they, like, they're fun. And they haven't been fun in a decade. Yep. Good times are here in Detroit. In Hockey Town and Pistons land. On the come up, baby. Comerica Park. And I guess we'll see – at Ford Field, Dan Campbell, I did see, was doing up-downs in the uh, first day of practice It was, so man. You got to love that. Uh, it was. Coming out the gate. Let's talk about that real quick before we get out of here. Because we have talked about the Red Wings at length on this show. I, I mean, I think 
you know, this upcoming season for them is the year before the year. I think the Lions are just set up so nicely. Like the the if anything else, like the way that the line is set up, the draft capital that they have going forward, like even if things get bad to be get like to start, you know, like there's still gonna be that that hope of like, well, they have this guy or they had or you know, they have three first round picks next year. They still got the Rams pick for the, you know, like that's nice and, and something to hang your hat on. Yeah. For sure. And, and uh, as much as it's going to be weird not seeing Stafford behind center this year, yeah. I'm, I'm it's necessary. 23 years old. And the last time Matt Stafford wasn't like my, you know, he had injury problems and stuff, obviously. But the last time he wasn't the like, hey, when you're healthy, this is your job quarterback of the team. I was in elementary school. Yep. That is wild. So it's going to be weird. But at the same time, uh, the return was good. And, uh, you know, more than I, I ever thought was possible. And, uh, and Jared Goff, fun, I know man. you hate, but I, kinda I like don't him. hate him. I just, he's, <laughs> not, he's not the quarterback when this team's like, like making playoff pushes. He's, he's not under center. That's all. Yeah. We'll see. All he's right. Bridge bridge. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Please join us for pancakes and prospects on Friday. I cannot begin to describe how much I'm looking forward to that. I think you guys are going to enjoy it as well. So you know the drill by now. If you have positive feedback, please tell us in our reviews. It's the only way to help us grow. If you have negative feedback, please just tell me in my DMs because I don't like when people see that. See you back here on Sunday. Same time. Well, yeah. Sunday. Different time. Different place. It's your team. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.